0: A rabbi has spoken to Jewish people that have just become believers in Messiah Jesus. And the amazing thing is, no human told them about Jesus. The Messiah himself visited them. Next.
1: Is there a supernatural dimension? A world beyond the one we know. Is there life after death? Can our dreams contain messages from heaven? Is God ready to bring a tsunami wave of healing onto planet Earth today? Join Sid for this edition of It's Supernatural.
0: You know, it's like 40 years ago was like yesterday. I remember of young, just out of the teens, Jewish believer that stopped at my door, knocked, introduced himself, and he was on his way to Bible college. And right. I said, have I got something to say to you? Um, Anyway, uh, so we go back a long time. But, Jonathan, for those that aren't that familiar with you, here's a wonderful ministry called Jewish Voice for many years. But those that are not familiar with you, uh, what type of Jewish upbringing did you have?
2: Well, a very very typical Jewish upbringing. It was a Reform home, but with the, the same message that I think Jews our age universally uh, had which is we don 't believe in Jesus, we can believe in anything or nothing do you know but what Jews don 't believe in Jesus I do
0: not believe being told that i don 't remember being told that, but I knew it it 's kind of almost inbred into us it, w- it was so what happened w- Well, uh, I really
2: had two questions from the time that I was very young. my grandfather died suddenly. And we were all kept from the funeral, protected from the funeral. And I remember thinking to myself, I want to know what happens after you die. I think I was seven years old, Sid. Mm -hmm. And the other question that uh, I started to ask at a very young age is, why am I here? I had a sense of destiny as a child, and I wanted to know what's my purpose And then what happens after you die? Those were the two questions that just burned in me.
0: Even if people don't have that question burning in them, whether you're Jewish or Gentile, this is inside of you. Absolutely. What happens when I die? And what's my purpose for this life? There must be something more.
2: Go on. I think they're the two dominant questions of life. Mm-hmm. And we certainly have to answer those before we die. Hopefully, the sooner the better, because I want, to, I want my life to count. And I know you feel the same way. So how did I, and, and you
0: do, too. You want your life to count. How did you transition between being a typical Jew that knows one thing? <laughs> he knows Jews don't <laughs> believe in Jesus.
2: Well, I'll just be totally honest. I I was on a search, and uh, I heard the gospel in high school through a group called Young Life. But my immediate response, and it wasn't because Judaism was so important to me, but because I didn't want to be bothered with what I knew were a bunch of um, legal things I had to follow if I was going to accept Jesus. You know, it's kind of barroom theology. You don't accept Jesus uh, because it means you have to obey all these things that you really you want to do something different. You know, you don't want to be—you uh, want to have fun. And I, I was searching for my purpose, and it took me into the cults, the occult. It took me into drugs, and I had a lot it, of strange even, experiences. Even drug dealing. Yeah, well— I
0: remember that. True, story. <laughs> true.
2: I wasn't going to say that. Thanks so much. Uh, but yeah, a good Jewish boy, and I was searching for truth. Got involved in Hari Krishna, and I didn't want to lose the rest of my hair, so uh, I you had, he Hare had a Krishna, little back then, little bit. <laughs> uh, but uh, these were all okay for Jewish people. And then a girlfriend that I had done drugs with had an encounter with the Lord. And I saw her on campus and she began to share her testimony and she got her church praying for me. She got her Bible study praying for me and would call me every day to talk about why are you here? What's going to happen after you die? And I really did. I knew what she was doing and I I really wasn't interested in Jesus anything but. But to appease her, I went to a Bible study. Now, looking back, I like to say it this way, God won't intervene with your free will you have free will but God stacks the deck when people are praying and people were praying for me and I ended up going to that Bible study and uh, I don't even remember what was taught in the Bible study but afterwards I was taken into the living room and handed a Bible which I had never read to be honest I was Jewish and we're supposed to everybody Christian thinks we know the Bible we don't I had my bar mitzvah, I learned my portion, but I didn't read the Bible. But he began to show me scriptures about separation from God, uh, typical Romans road, as they call it, Uh, all of sin and come short of the glory of God, and then the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus. And I thought, here's the Christian thing. Uh, It's not for me, but I did pray a prayer with him, really to appease him, and then I went home to forget it, but I woke up different. Something had changed. I didn't know what it was. I didn't consciously decide I'm going to follow a this way. prayer to
0: just appease him, you got the attention of all of
2: heaven. There's no question. I had, I had actually asked God years before, maybe four or five years earlier, in a field in Colorado, Lord, I'm hearing about Jesus. I'd, I've been taught he's not our Messiah, but I want to know the truth. Show me. And that's all I prayed. I didn't, I didn't know how to pray, but I asked God, uh, and he showed me. It took a few years, but he took me back to that experience, and he revealed himself to me.
0: Look, you're a bright person. It's been, what, 45 years? 45, 44 years. 44 years you're, you're describing. Between you and me, was there ever a time that you thought, Oh, I made a horrible mistake. Jesus is not our Messiah
2: uh When I told my parents the, <laughs> <laughs> their reaction was so negative first uh, anger, then crying and and how could we have let you go to this group and uh, this this young life group uh I felt a lot of guilt when i saw when I met with the rabbi and he told me I was like a Nazi, I really reconsidered my so
0: decision. why why did you go on
2: uh I went on a fast and I, I I talked to the leader of the Bible study that had prayed with me, told him what was happening, and he said, fast and, and read the word. And God God had mercy on me. I fasted one day and I heard a scripture in my head. I just just a, a Bible verse. It wasn't the scripture, it was the reference to the scripture, Galatians five, seven. And when I opened it, it said, You were running well. Don't listen to the one hindering you.
0: You believe the truth. Hey, you couldn't get better than that. I mean, come on. That was a word from the Lord. I went with Rabbi Jonathan to the former Soviet Union just when the doors opened for religious freedom. It was amazing back then, but we got the surprise of our life. Little did we know that God would make history. Be right back.
1: We will be right back to It's Supernatural!
3: This is Vladimir Proknevsky reporting again to you from the Supernatural USA headquarters. The battle continues in my home country of Ukraine. Amidst grief and the loss of life, with families shattered and life uncertain, they are still under constant heavy attack by outside forces. There's heavy destruction of infrastructure and basic human needs are in short supply or non-existent. Homes, factories, shops, and whole neighborhoods are destroyed. Cities in ruins. Nearly six million people are displaced, plus nearly 8 million have fled the country. It will take decades to rebuild, but there's hope, there's determination, there's pride of country, and there's renewed faith. Our dedicated team that you are supporting through this ministry continue to deliver under dangerous conditions, tons more of clean water, food, and other supplies. They also deliver priceless cargo, and that priceless cargo is the good news of Messiah Yeshua. Jesus the Savior, children, teenagers, parents, families, and older generations are coming to know the Messiah in unprecedented numbers. Estimates are 25,000 children and adults have come to faith. The faith in Jesus that the younger generation of children now carry will endure and grow and be the engine that restores and rebuilds Ukraine. And among those getting saved are a large number of Ukrainians with Jewish ancestry. But now winter has become a weapon in Ukraine. Winter season means bitter cold, snow, ice, and brutal conditions. Average temperature is 23 to 36 degrees Fahrenheit. People need heat to survive. They need it now. Here's how we can help. Wood-burning stoves. Last winter, we delivered nearly 250 of them, and with your help, we can do even more this winter. Thank you for your prayers and your generous support. This is Vladimir Proknevsky saying God bless you and goodbye for now.
1: We now
0: return to It's Supernatural. I'm here with Rabbi Jonathan Bernison. and some 30 years ago, we were crazy. And Jonathan came, to, I mean, crazy in a good way. Pretty, uh, we want to conquer the world. Uh, and, and he came to me one day and he said, Sid, I know that I'm supposed to go to Russia. Uh, and, and we talked a little bit, and uh, the two of us decided to go together. But how did you know you were supposed to go to Russia? I mean, that's not something that you wake up one day and you say, I've always wanted to go to Russia.
2: No, I. it, it was something that that grew over time, beginning with a movie that I saw about Refusenix. And then every time I heard Russian, I would get emotional. And... I, I really felt I was supposed to visit, but I didn't have any sense that I, it was to be an ongoing ministry. I just felt I w- I'm supposed to go visit Russia and meet Jews. And I went for six days, and said I led more Jewish people to the Lord in six days than in, in, in eight years of min- full-time ministry. And I knew that God was up to something. And then I began to return, uh, and on the, on the way home, on the flight home, he spoke to me very clearly, go to St. Petersburg and reach my people. I was reading Matthew 24:14, where it says the gospel must go to every nation and then the end will come. Of course, we know the gospels to the Jew first. And I heard the Lord say to me distinctly, go to St. Petersburg and reach my people. That clearly. And I didn't know what to do, but I went to St. Petersburg. And when I got to St. Petersburg, the plan unfolded. What was the plan? Uh, to rent a, a small hall, about 300-seat hall, and invite musicians and do a music festival and share my testimony. And I didn't know if there would be, if anyone would come. I uh, drove by this beautiful hall. And Did I you know
0: 300 people?
2: Well, no. And, and, <laughs> and I got carried away. By the time I left St. Petersburg, I had rented a hall, but it's at 4,000 people. <laughs> uh, and then I got home, Sid, and to be honest, I had already signed a contract, and I thought, what have I done?
0: Well, it wasn't very expensive. So well, say, well, it wasn't very expensive, was it? it? It was about
2: $850 a night for 4,000 You didn't have that kind but of I, money. But I didn't have that money. And, and Sid, I'd like to say I, I really moved out in faith. I was obedient to go to St. Petersburg, but when I came home... And I had already committed myself. I really had the doubts. And I thought, what have I done? Is
0: that why you invited me to go? Of course.
2: <laughs> Blame it on Sid was my thinking. You know, if it doesn't work out, Sid's fault. Uh, and Sid, honestly, we were together not knowing if anybody would come. No. And I, I then I was really uncomfortable. I was going through a lot of doubt. And the enemy was working me over saying, Sid will be angry. All the musicians will be angry. All this is a waste of time. Uh... Believers were telling me no one's going to come. And uh, really, I didn't know if anyone would come. Two hours before the concert, the hall was completely full. They had to shut the doors, and there was a crowd outside waiting to get an I almost fa- as large. I have, to, I have
0: to tell you, I found it unbelievable. He doesn't know anyone. He runs a few ads. He rents something way beyond his, his ability to pay. And it's too big to fill, but it was filled to
2: over capacity. It, it was. We, it, w- it was. It sh- was just. A sh- it shocked me. And I'll just say one other thing. I didn't have the money to do it. And out of the clear blue, in prayer, I got a phone call from somebody I had never met, saying, "I just started a foundation. I want to help you. Send me a budget." Which I didn't have. I had to create one on the
0: spot. <laughs> I know about but that.
2: But it it's just. It's <laughs> God's faithfulness. If
0: if you step
2: out in faith when God shows you.
0: Look how he responds. But but you know how you spell faith, don't you? R-I-S-K. Risk. And Jonathan was a risk taker. So it fills up. We rotated. You spoke one night. I spoke the next night. But I saw something that I'd never seen with my eyes. I don't believe anyone in any generation... Ever saw this happen with their eyes? Even I don't read this in the New Testament. This ever happened when you gave an invitation. What was the reaction of the people?
2: Well, let me just say the reaction while I was speaking, even though it was dark, was very uh, there was no reaction really. People mm-hmm. were very stoic and stone faced.
0: But they were I never, gave, excuse me. They were never taught how you react at a meeting right. like that. You know, they had no paradigm.
2: But I, I gave an altar call, and just this was part of history. It really was. It was just totally supernatural. I'd say almost the entire hall, probably ninety percent of the people, stood up. I
0: mean, just just uh, came rushing forward. Excuse me. I don't want you to miss that. Have you ever seen an altar call where people don't just casually walk in, walk up shyly, but run to the front? I mean, I saw this with my very eyes. I remember the aisles being
2: packed. People were actually pushing to get forward. And then I noticed people were crying. People had their hands raised. They were really receptive. About 4,000 people in the hall and about 33,000 of them were standing in
0: front of the stage. And then the next How night, Jonathan, packed again. And I spoke. The same thing happened. These were the hungriest people for the Messiah on earth, it, it looked like to me. I'd never heard of this. So, never. And, and
2: then we did something else. We actually collected follow-up cards to follow I up. I remember. And here's people that are terrified about give, of giving their names. And we ended up with 3,600 people to follow up, Jews, 3,600 Jews that say, I want to know more. I want to be part of a congregation.
0: It was totally unexpected. Long story short, he looks for someone to take over a congregation that is packed with Jewish people that know nothing about the Messiah. And then God shows him, you're the one. He actually relocates Moves there, spends a number of years there. These were in tough days. These were in days when you had to stand in line to get food. They were very tough days. Uh, how many congregations were started well you don 't need me to tell the story yet oh, You're, you know I know better it.
2: than I do well that <laughs> led to a move to Russia, which was really an act of faith because it was very unexpected. I was praying for someone to come and do the follow up and and lead the congregation. And in the mirror, the Lord, I was, I was shaving, and the Lord said, "I've called you." And I, <laughs> after I cleaned the blood off, I, but I ended up going, and it was a, a remarkable time. We started the congregation with over four hundred people, Jewish people, and that led to future festivals. Uh, in in all the major cities of the what, former Soviet Union, what is Soviet the biggest Union?
0: number of Jewish people that came to the Lord in that entire season when you did festivals?
2: Thirty thousand in one outreach in Odessa.
0: We had, did you hear we that? We filled a football stadium. Thirty thousand Jewish people came to the Lord. Now, get this: Rabbi Jonathan has the same feeling about Los Angeles, California, as he had about Russia, and. Messiah is now appearing to Jewish non believers in Los Angeles. Next.
1: We will be right back to It's Supernatural.
4: For over 10 years, Project 77 is an important way for us in reaching out to Jewish people with the good news of Messiah Jesus. We have sent over two million of Sid Ross evangelistic book, they thought for themselves, directly to Jewish households. And Jewish people are accepting their Messiah. Just listen to these testimonies. A 12-year-old Jewish boy got to the mailbox before anyone else in the family. He found Sid's book, they thought for themselves. He was deeply moved as he read the 10 stories and accepted Messiah Jesus. A 75-year-old Jewish woman read the book and received Yeshua Jesus as her Messiah. An Orthodox Jewish man studying to be a rabbi read Sid's book and now believes in Yeshua as his Messiah. The heart of
0: God at this moment is Jewish souls. Jewish people have not come to the Lord in such large numbers since the Book of Acts. But just as the door has opened supernaturally, It will close just as suddenly.
4: They thought for themselves as a supernatural book that God gave Sid Roth in a dream. Ten Jewish people, including Sid Roth, found Jesus as their Messiah and now tell their own true life stories for other Jewish people in a way that penetrates their Jewish hearts like nothing else can.
0: This is not just a key to Jewish evangelism. It is the key to worldwide evangelism, especially in these end times. When the pattern is right, the glory comes down. This is the avenue of the release of God's greatest supernatural power in history. Don't you want the world to
4: believe I do? Many have given $77 to print and mail seven free copies of this Jewish testimony book. They thought for themselves right into Jewish homes. We value your prayers and support in reaching Jewish people for Messiah. So at no obligation, we'd like to send you a free copy of Sid's faith-building book to read or to personally give to a neighbor, friend, coworker, or relative. Or you can choose a free digital download. Just go to www.sidroth.org/9963.
1: We now return to It's Supernatural.
0: Jonathan, I, I remember just a short while ago, you started talking to me all of a sudden about California and Los Angeles. What, tell, fast forward today. Right. What are you doing in Los Angeles? Well,
2: this has been a vision for 25 years. And right before COVID, the Lord said it's time. Oh, now, I didn't why know Right that. before COVID, because we are really at a critical time in history we're going to see the greatest outpouring the world's ever seen in LA Sid is the third largest Jewish community in the world over a million Jewish people lots of Israelis many undocumented LA <laughs> is a, is a center of influence and uh, started the congregation and it's been it's been th- very difficult it's it's tough ground but one of the most encouraging things things I've seen is two young women in their 20s have had an experience with the Lord that isn't the result of anyone sharing with them Jesus appeared to them in in human form I'm talking about divine visitations I've
0: never seen it in 45 I, I years I have ever. heard of this happening in the Muslim community of which I'm very grateful however I haven't heard of this sort of thing happening in the Jewish community. It might have, but both of us conferred. We Uh, haven't heard of it till now. But they say others are having this say. Their friends are having
2: experiences also. Now, just understand, these are girls that sought us out in their 20s, Jewish, who found us. We didn't go after them. They found us. And in one case, during COVID, and she persevered till she made contact with us because, and she wasn't searching. She had given up on everything. And Jesus comes into her room, not a dream, not a vision, a divine encounter with Jesus, with Yeshua. And she knew that it was him right away. And she's on fire for the Lord. They both are. And when I said, who shared with you, they looked at me like, what do you mean? I said, well, did you read the Bible? No. Who shared with you? Nobody. I had, Jesus came to you. And I, and I said, that's very unusual.
0: It is? <laughs> <laughs> but, but the thing that struck me is you told me that they know other people it's happening to yeah, that they, are Jews. Their their friends
2: are experiencing supernatural encounters with the Lord. Uh, I can't, I didn't go into the details, but they just said, I've I've been sharing with other friends and they're having similar experiences. This is Jewish
0: young people. This is the set time to favor Zion. This is the set time. For Jewish people to come to know our Messiah, the body is incomplete without Gentiles knowing the Messiah and being this new species of being with God living inside of you. And then it's incomplete without Jews knowing the Messiah uh, and having the creator of the universe live inside of you. Whether you're Jewish or Gentile, now is your set time to know the Messiah. Simple prayer. I prayed a two-word prayer. Jesus, help. And I opened the door to know the truth. And the truth set me free. The truth set Jonathan free. And you shall know the truth. And the truth shall set you free. First step, Jesus, I want you to be real to me. Your own words. I want you Uh, to live inside of me. I believe in Judaism without the shedding of blood. This is Torah. There's no forgiveness of sin, none. This is in the New Testament too. There's none righteous. No, not one in Psalms, King David said. Not one righteous on earth. The only righteousness is when someone is perfect, sinless, that will die in your place, and because he pays the price for your mistakes, God says, I'll remember your sins no more. And then he lives inside of you. And then you don't have to say, I hope I believe, I want to believe. He's living inside of you. Say this quick prayer out loud, very important. Repeat after me. Dear God, I've made many mistakes. I believe Messiah Jesus died for my mistakes and by his blood my sins are removed and I'm clean and now that I'm clean as Torah says the word will come and live inside of me the word is Messiah Messiah live inside of me thank you for paying the price for my sins thank you for being my Lord I've run my life myself now I want to go your way I've done it my way how I want to do it your way if you said that prayer and meant it then you start reading the Bible especially the new covenant right now and you'll know the truth you will
1: Many viewers report testimonies of miracles, signs, and wonders as a result of watching It's Supernatural. Share your testimony at sidroth.org forward slash praise. Your gifts to this ministry will help Sid air It's Supernatural in Israel 28 times a week and distribute his evangelistic book to the Jewish people worldwide.